Hola mi gente. The moment you've been waiting for is finally here. My brand new book, Financially Lit, is officially out. And I can't wait for you to get your copy. Inside this book, I'm bringing you culturally relevant and relatable personal finance advice that will allow you to finally feel seen, heard, and understood. Whether it's the guilt you feel from being the first person to make it while members of your family are still struggling, or the way that financial trauma manifests itself in negative and limiting beliefs around money, Financially Lit is here to guide you through it all. Just a few years ago, it was almost impossible to find personal finance books written for first-generation wealth-building Latinas. We have been forced to navigate the complicated world of money with a bunch of money books written by old white dudes who don't understand what it's like for us first-gen kids. But that stops right here, right now. Inside Financially Lit, you will learn how to set boundaries with your familia, with your dinero, create and pass on generational wealth, diversify and increase your income, protect yourself from financial abuse, navigate the complicated relationship between amor and dinero, invest like a white dude or better, and so much more. You can get your hard copy and audiobook version of Financially Lit at financiallylitbook.com and make sure to join our email list so you can find out when I'm stopping in a city near you for the Financially Lit book tour. See you soon. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I would say the biggest lesson is growth. I am not the same person that I was five years ago or 10 years ago. And honestly, travel has allowed me to grow. Every different country that I have visited, I mean, not only does it humble me, and mind you, again, I feel like I come from humble beginnings, but going to these different countries and just seeing how the little things, like when I went to Cuba and just to see how individuals literally are so poor, but yet living their best life. To go to Australia and to swim with like, you know, sea turtles. This is just so magical. Little things like that that just remind you of who you are and like where you come from. But I would definitely say humbleness. You're listening to Yo Quiero Dinero, a personal finance podcast for the modern Latina. I'm your host, Janice Torres, award-winning Latina personal finance expert. I didn't always have my financial shit together, but when I started looking for POC-friendly personal finance podcasts, I couldn't find any. And so Yo Quiero Dinero was born. On this show, I'll show you how to make dinero, how to keep your dinero, and most importantly, how to make it grow. Each week, I'm connecting you with the most brilliant minds in the world of money and business, so you can learn about investing, entrepreneurship, and building wealth. The best part? I'm dishing up all this knowledge with a sassy side of sazón. So if you're ready to be poderosa with your dinero, you've come to the right place. Let's dive in. Before we hop into today's conversation, I want to remind you to follow us on social. If you're loving this podcast and you want more community, you want to find out more about our events and all the stuff that we have going on behind the scenes, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, 
and everywhere else you love to hang out on the internet. If you're loving this podcast, please take a moment to leave us a review if you listen to us on Apple. It's the easiest way to share our podcast with people that you know and love, and it helps us get discovered by amazing listeners like you. So take a moment, leave us a review, share us with your friends and family, subscribe so that you never miss an episode, and make sure to check out our blog, YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com, where you can sign up for our email list and you'll never miss an episode. Plus, you get exclusive invitations to our live events, special discounts for our digital courses, and as always, our best personal finance tips and advice to help you be poderosa with your dinero. Thanks for listening. Now, let's get into the episode. Bianca, welcome to the show. So excited to have you here. This is so long overdue. So welcome to Yo Quiero Dinero. Thank you so much, Denise. I am super excited to be here. Yes. All right. Let's start off with an introduction. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. Well, first thing first, I have to tell you, like, this has been something that I have been manifesting ever since I ever heard your show. So like from the beginning, I wrote it down on my journal. I kid you not that one day I would be a guest here on Yo Quiero Dinero. And the fact that I'm here, it's such a full circle. So thank you so much for having me. A little bit about myself. My name is Bianca Alba, and I'm a proud, proud first gen Latina from the heart of South America, which is Cochabamba, Bolivia. I'm the oldest of four sisters, and I have my master's and bachelor's in public health. And despite all the years of schooling, I have managed to pay off all my student loans, and I am currently debt-free. So yeah, snap, snap. I am also the founder and creator behind This Latina Travels, which is a travel podcast through the eyes of a proud first-gen Latina. I not only share about my experiences, but also tips and tricks on how you can get there too. As a little girl from a single family home, travel was just a dream. It was something that was unreachable. So my podcast is not only sharing my experiences, but showing how dreams can really become a reality. I have been to six out of the seven continents to date, and I just want to continue motivating and encouraging more women who look like us to travel the world because sis... You don't need a man or a partner to travel. You don't need to be a millionaire to travel. And we need to tell society to go kick rocks, to stop embedding fear into us <laughs> because there's so many more scarier things in our backyard. Trust me. So, yep. Oh, my God. About me. That's facts. Okay. I'm here for all of this. And what I hear from just that brief bio is just like una mujer who is not afraid to push the boundaries of what we have been told we should be. Okay, so let's go back in time. Did you grow up in that type of environment where you were just being pushed to like push the boundaries or what was it like growing up? Yeah, so I think being the oldest, you know, it definitely has it the hardest. I don't care what anyone says. I always say the oldest always has it the hardest. And again, coming from immigrant parents, like I came to this country when I was six months. So I was a baby. My parents immigrated here when they were very young, too. My parents were only 17 and 18, maybe at the most. So they were kids raising kids. <laughs> and so I think the fact that, you know, my mom really didn't know what she was doing. Also being in an unhealthy relationship, my parents did not have a good relationship at all. So it kind of had to force me to do things like quickly or figure it out or try to just survive. So was it necessarily things that I wanted to do? No, but I think just seeing that my mom was always just on survival mode just pushed me to be on survival mode. Like, and, you know, of course that also led to things as us arguing all the time. I think a lot of times the oldest also has this, I don't want to say not healthy relationship because I know now, especially through therapy, 
and a lot of work and a lot of self-reflection, I have such a better relationship with my mom and especially being so far away. But I also think that like things like that, like definitely made me like grow up even faster. Yeah. And with the realm of money, right? So you mentioned that you are debt free. Again, that's something that not a lot of people pursue. It kind of is just this idea that we're just going to be in debt forever. So where did your money philosophy come from? I think when I was a kid, like, unfortunately, there wasn't a good like mindset when it came to money, because all the time, the constant arguments were about money. So for me, actually growing up, I thought money was like the worst thing in the world, like that saying that, you know, money is evil, like, that's what I really thought. And it wasn't until I got my first job, I was a waitress for almost five years. And seeing money come in and out like this, like really opened my eyes to like how money really comes and goes, but also (laughs) how it's available. And I think for me, what really hit me was when I was in college and I just kept just spending money, I would quote unquote wasting money, but just seeing how fast it would go. But I realized that the reason why I spent all the money that I would get was because as a kid, I didn't have that money. So when you are a first gen college grad in a new environment, uh, you want the best of the best because that's not what you could afford back in the day. Back in the day, I couldn't ask my mom or dad for money to go bowling or do things that a lot of the kids in my neighborhood could do. So it's just like that mindset also of changing it because it doesn't happen overnight. And then when you start even your career, like I think for me, it was a harsh reality when I had to move across the country on me and start that debt with me. And when I knew for myself, like my self goals was like, I didn't want to be in debt. Like I didn't want to like have all this credit card debt to even start something new. So for me, it was just like that hustle mentality as well. Like I saw like how hard my parents worked that I did in bed. And then I just continued that philosophy, but it's not easy. And that's something that I always like strive and talk about. Like it doesn't happen overnight. And you definitely have to have a lot of your ducks in a row, but it is possible. Like I strongly believe like with commitment, with surrounding yourself, listening to amazing podcasts and learning. Like, I think that's the biggest thing. Like nobody taught this to me. Like, you know, again, I said growing up, my parents uh, were just trying to survive. So this for me is a whole new realm as well. I love it. Okay. So let's talk about your career, kind of how you got to where you are today, because one of the interesting things about you, which... I found out is that you live in Puerto Rico, but you're not Puerto Rican, but you might as well be because I mean, girl, you embody the essence of a Boricua. So I was so curious about how you ended up in Puerto Rico through your career. And I'd love for you to tell us that story. Yeah, sure. I love that because I say that all the time. I'm like, no soy boricua de sangre, pero en corazón, let's believe it. I've been in Puerto Rico for almost seven years now, and I absolutely love it here. And you know this, and it's just something that I am so blessed to call home. So my career started in public health, or it's in public health. I used to work for CDC, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, and they actually moved me here. So I always start that disclaimer that, you know, I have a big privilege that I moved here with a federal government job. You know, back in the day, like that's when the Zika outbreaks happened. I don't know if you guys remember that. And so they needed Spanish fluent speakers and goes to show the government had a limited amount of Spanish fluent speakers. So my two month deployment ended up being almost six months. And when I tell you when I was here for the first time, like I felt like in my soul, like this was where I needed to be, not only for my career, but just for my my own being, my own life. Like, I mean, 
here, it's home. Like I get to speak Spanish, which is my first language. I get to be surrounded by like-minded individuals. The little things such as like the buenos dias, the buen provecho, like just, it's just a different world here that is just so beautiful. And I was like, I need to call this home. And so I ended up applying for a job that was open here at, at the CDC branch and I ended up getting it. So I moved here with that job for almost four years. And I, because everyone can imagine during COVID, it was crazy. I had no life. While some people lost jobs or some people didn't work, I was working 80 hours a week. I was deployed left and right all around the United States. One, because I'm single and I don't have kids. So they definitely utilized me and my Spanish skills. And so I was done. I was really exhausted. And so I said, no more. And I started looking for other federal jobs. And now I work remote full-time with another federal organization in public health. And I continue to live here in Puerto Rico, just riding the waves. <laughs> That's amazing. The fact that you've been able to like carve out that type of career, I think is so important for folks to understand because I think there's a lot of perception, especially when you work for the public sector, that you can't work remotely, that there is no flexibility, that you can't create these dream jobs that people like associate with, you know, corporate, private companies, blah, blah, blah. So I'm super inspired by your story in that respect. All right, let's talk about travel. So you have this travel platform. What was your first travel memory? Let's go back in time. So my first travel memory was like the only travel that we did when we were kids was to Bolivia, my home country. And I vividly remember this because I was 11 years old. So remember, I came to this country when I was six months. So then time flies to 11 years. This was the first time my parents went back to their home country. And I vividly remember this because it was four of us at the time. So myself at 11 year old, my other sister at 10 and my other two little sisters at one and two. So it was a jam packed house. We all went to Bolivia, which it isn't around the corner, y'all. It's not like a flight to Puerto Rico. No, it's literally in the heart of South America. And I'll never forget, we each had like two suitcases, a carry on, infants like it was horrible like I I remember I was like this is not what I ever wanted like I was like I don't want to ever travel like if this is how it is and mind you I'm 11 years old but I will never forget the feeling when we landed in Bolivia and just my mom she hadn't seen her siblings her parents like she missed deaths she missed birthdays she missed everything for 11 years and coming back like That like moment, like it's something like vividly in my head that just will never go away. And I think from there, like that's when I knew like my joy for travel like started. Like I always, the quote that I live by that I said once is that, you know, while our parents traveled for necessity, we are out here traveling for joy. And I like strongly believe that because now like that's what my memories always come back to. It's like that one initial trip that I did to Bolivia and then I was like, I want to just travel the world. Like I have to travel the world and I have to show the people that I love how beautiful this world really is. Yeah. I remember as a kid, I was traveling quite a bit, but because my dad was a consultant and so he would turn all his business trips into family trips. So we'd get to spend time in Puerto Rico and Florida, all over the place. And when I think back to my childhood, those are the most powerful memories. It's the time that we spent visiting different parts of the world And just like getting that exposure to realizing that the world is so much bigger than the block that you grow up on. And I think that's the real power of travel. It really opens you up to just the possibilities that exist in the world when you get out of your immediate surroundings. Would you agree? 
A hundred percent. And the most beautiful thing is also when you solo travel. And I know me and you share this love because it's like you not only put yourself out there, but you grow so much and you heal and you realize so many things that you wouldn't realize if you're traveling with your family or with somebody, at least for me, like that's what traveling has done, especially going to all these different countries and cultures and not either knowing the language or not knowing anyone, but still putting myself out there and just growing. (laughs) I love it. Okay, so let's keep it real, right? Because you are working a federal job. These are not jobs that are paying tons of money, but you're out here traveling. You said you've been to six and seven continents. Give us the tea into how you actually can afford to travel so much, because I think there's a lot of people that are like, well, sure, travel sounds great, but who the hell has money for that? Mm, yes, I know that's right. Like, <laughs> believe it or not, I, you know, yes, you're right. I don't make much and I never ever, you know, tell people like, oh, just put it all on a credit card and go because no, as much as I would love that too, like you have to be smart. But I'm going to take you back to like when I was in college or in, in grad school specifically, because I think many people don't realize the advantages of so many of these dope programs when you're in school or when you're even surrounded. Like when I got out of undergrad, I stayed in contact with an organization that did the study abroad programs because I was the only regret that I had during undergrad that I couldn't do. They had a contest. They had a contest because they had just opened a trip to South Africa and all they needed was someone to submit a video to show like how you made an impact in your community. And then you would be voted on some platform. So I did and I won and I went to South Africa for free. So when I tell you like there are programs and things out there, again, like everybody's situation is different. I understand that. But that's how I started my travel. When I was in grad school, they asked me to be the assistant coordinator for the study abroad programs in spring break. So I went to El Salvador because I spoke Spanish and because I knew the coordinator. And again, they paid for everything. All I had to do was quote, quote, supervise undergrads. They were like a year younger than me. (laughs) So it was like, I wasn't supervising. I was learning too. And to be able to learn like the history and to be able to go there on someone else's dime, like that's when I knew I was like, oh, this is possible. Like the possibilities are endless. And then I'm now fast forward 33 in my career. I'm all about paying myself. So whenever I get my paycheck, the first thing I do is put money in my high yield savings account which I have one bucket that's specifically for travel because I do want to travel the world and I I have different expectations now. Like Bianca, five or 10 years ago, would stay at hostels, would do couch surfing, would do things that, you know, are much more affordable because I think that's the other thing. There's different types of travel. Like there's people who travel literally on a budget who are backpackers, which is great. I've done that before. Now I'm like, okay, how do I utilize these travel points, right? How do I utilize these hotel points? So there's ways to go about it. You just have to, again, teach yourself. You have to put yourself out there. You have to see what is out there because there's a lot, a lot of opportunities. And now more than ever, everything is on our phone. So we really have no excuse. Absolutely. The information is out there, y'all. It's just a matter of getting curious. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're already one step ahead of the game. So kudos to you. All right. So let's talk a little bit about credit cards and rewards, right? Because I was afraid of credit cards as like a teenager because my parents instilled the fear of God in me about like your credit score and like debt and blah, blah, blah. So I had a lot of intimidation around using credit cards and I didn't really have a healthy relationship for a while with them because of that. But now understanding the power of rewards and good credit and how you can travel for free. I'm like, holy shit, everybody needs to be doing this. How do you travel hack? Like what's your favorite strategy? 
just like you, kind of the same thing. I was also very afraid of credit cards. I honestly think it's a Latino thing. Like they just embed like this fear in us. And then of course, when we went to college, everything was like, here, take this credit card, this credit card, the availability. And so it's like, ah, but for me, the biggest thing is just like one being organized, right? Like I always tell people like, you need to know, like if you're signing up for these credit cards, the sign up bonuses, like how much you need to spend, like have a plan of action. Like don't just sign up because it looks good or because you like the perks. No, you really need to sit down and tell yourself, will I be able to spend those $4,000 in these three months? Will I be able to get my money's worth for these annual fees? Because some of these travel cards are expensive. We're talking like $500, $600 annual fees. But in some cases, you do get your money's worth. Like I know for the, the travel chase Sapphire preferred, like you get like $300 in credit. So that's already half of what you're paying for your annual fee. But then what else are the other perks? Like there's TSA pre-check that they reimburse. So it's just all about doing your research and sitting down. I'm all about writing everything out. I like seeing everything. I like seeing my expenses. I know everybody works different, but like I have different like Excel charts, like for my travel points for the different airlines. So like I'll have like one like Excel sheet that says like, all right, airlines, United, American, Spirit, Delta, all of a sudden just to see how many points I have because that's the other thing too, like they expire hotels and all these like sign up like bonuses like you can sign up for all these airplane like mileages for free the hotels as well like that doesn't cost money it's when you sign up for an actual like travel credit card that's when you have these specific um, annual fees but it's all about organization organization and being like real to yourself and telling you okay like am I going to be able to make these payments like I'm not just going to get myself in debt because that defeats the whole purpose yeah, I'm a firm believer. Like, if you can't afford to pay off the credit card every month, like, you're not ready to use the credit card. Like, you got to work your way up to that. Maybe you start off with just putting like your cell phone bill on a recurring payment. And then that's how you start building the discipline. But like, it does take a lot of discipline to be the type of person that never uses a debit card, puts everything on a credit card, and makes sure that you can pay that off every month. Yes, 100% agree. Do you have a favorite travel credit card? And if so, what is it and why? Because I know you have different access to cards in Puerto Rico versus the States, right? Is that accurate? Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online store shop phase to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. 
What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dinero, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dinero now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dinero. Yes, that is true. Like I, for example, like the Amex Gold, like I don't have that one. And I wish that they offered like more of it here in Puerto Rico. Like you can't travel with like Amex like to every restaurant, to every store. Like it just doesn't work. So Probably not. But I do have a good friend here on the island who I travel with and he has it. And he's like, well, I mean, I travel the world, like, so I might as well just get it because I can use it in different places. And like, when we went to Egypt, we actually went to like one of the lounges with the Amex. And I will say that's another perk, the lounge accesses. Oh, the lounges are amazing. Yes. <laughs> and depending on what airport, what country, like, you know, certain ones you can see, they even have like, I was so shocked to the one in Madrid. Like I was like, oh my God, there's a whole showers in here. There's whole, like a whole open bar at like 8 a.m. I'm like, wow. So yeah. So that's another big perk for these like traveling. So I would say like, it really just depends like where you're at. So for example, here being that all my expenses are in Puerto Rico, like I would probably lean towards the Chase ones. There's also the hotel ones. The hotel ones don't have that high of an annual fee. And since I'm a Hilton Diamond as well, like I would lean towards the Hilton credit card because I would not only keep my status, but I get points for certain things. Mm-hmm. I love the Hilton Amex because it has no annual fee and you get automatic silver status. And what I do to maintain diamond status with them is I want to say that's my Instacart credit card, which I end up spending enough money to, to qualify for diamond. And then, you know, you get free upgrades, you get all kinds of perks and you're not really doing anything other than just like your normal spending. That's the thing. You know, once you make that switch in your head that like your grocery dollars, your utility dollars, all those things can actually turn into points that then you can travel for free. You will stop using that debit card so fast. It is crazy. Like I've been able to fly first class for free. I'm about to go to a baseball game for free because of credit card points. Like there's just so many perks. But again, I think it comes back to the discipline, making sure you're paying off those things. Because otherwise, if you're carrying that balance and you're paying that interest, you're negating any of the benefits that you're getting from those cards. Yes. Discipline and also educating others. Because how many people in our community, I'm talking about like Latinos, like pay with cash or pay with their debit card for everything. It always just mind blows me. But it's again, that mentality of money scarcity, unfortunately, that we have or that we haven't been taught. So that's another thing that I try to always advocate. So I get to know like what perks are out there, mi gente, because we need to start using them. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's talk about the like spiritual mental side of travel, right? Because uh, like we mentioned before, for me, it just opened up my eyes to the world and the possibilities and just made me really curious. What has travel done for you? Travel has healed my soul, Janice. It has healed my soul in a way that I I wish I could explain it in words, but I actually got a memory yesterday on Facebook. Two years ago, I took myself to the Virgin Islands. I had just transferred jobs or I was about to transfer jobs. So for me, like this trip was not only like 
a celebration of changing jobs. But I was like, the fact that I could take myself, take myself and go and visit a new place, get a car, get like a beachfront or oceanfront, like, you know, Airbnb and just relax, like not have to worry about anything or anyone. And the most beautiful thing for me was when I was at in one of the oceans at the U.S. at the Virgin Islands, which, by the way, you don't need a passport. You can go to the Virgin Islands. It's still considered a U.S. territory. There's three of them, St. John, St. Croix and St. Thomas. And you can literally go on a boat to all three of them. It's super cool. But I remember that I went to one of them and I just like cried my eyes out. I cried my eyes out because at that moment, like I finally was able to grieve like the death of my grandmother. And it was just crazy because knowing that, you know, this had been almost like a year and I still hadn't like, I guess, fully grieved. And like when I was there, I kid you know, in the ocean, like it was like her spirit or her mind or something came to me and I just let it go. And it was just such a beautiful moment because that's what travel does. Like it, it makes you like realize these moments, these feelings, and it makes you just grow into another person. Like, like it was just a beautiful moment. And I encourage it to anybody. Like when you go to these new places, take yourself on a date. I took myself on a, on a sail cruise um, that evening and everybody there was with, like their families or significant other. And, but everyone's so welcoming. They're like, Oh, you're here by yourself. Like, that's so cool. And I was like, yeah, like, I'm not going to let being quote, quote, at that time, single, like stop me from seeing new places, doing new things. Like we work so hard that life is never promised. If that's something that tomorrow's never promised, that's what COVID taught me. Like just seeing so many people that I know pass away. And I, you know, that, and that's what I encourage. I encourage people just to travel. Like the, the worst thing that you can do is just like not spend your money. And I always tell people time is the most expensive thing. So just go. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. And you know, it's so true how we get these like really powerful downloads from the universe when we change our environment. Like I'm the type of person, I just need like a change of scenery, especially somebody who works remotely. I just need to get out of the routine and travel does that for you. And I will never be able to emphasize like how important it is for people to solo travel. I was scared of it for so long, right? Because society puts all this shit in your head. It's dangerous. You're a woman. What are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And my first solo trip was to Puerto Rico because I said, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to go somewhere that I'm familiar with, where I feel comfortable, I can speak the language, all that. And that trip is when I had the epiphany that I needed to get a divorce, that I was no longer in a relationship that was serving me, that I did not actually want to go back home. So many insights. And I think that the reason why I was even able to like have those conversations with myself is because of the quiet because of the serenity that comes from that self-isolation. You actually get to hear what the hell's going on in your mind versus go, go, go that we're so used to being in. The hustle, the automatic like robot mode, it stops when you solo travel. Yes, yeah, so that. And I always tell people, like, you don't have to do anything big. Like literally start small if that. Like if your fear is like, I'm not going to know anybody. I'm like, am I going to be bored? No, just book an Airbnb the state next door, right? Book an Airbnb to, uh, or get on the plane and go to the nearest island in Puerto Rico, the Virgin Islands. They're not that far, but it's just like, you just need to put yourself in that situation. I strongly believe in that. All right. What do you say to Latinas? Because we're really great at the guilt. We're really great at guilt about choosing ourselves, taking time for ourselves. You know, especially if you're a mom, you're a caretaker, there's this idea that like it's selfish to take time for yourself and travel. What do you have to say to those people? <laughs> I tell them, I would tell them one, I was that person too. 
I think for the longest time, like I did not ever want to take time off because I thought, oh no, like I can't take time off because that means fulanito has to cover my stuff. I just would just feel guilty. But there comes a time and when you start traveling by yourself or when you start traveling in general, like you'll get that like ganasa to continue doing it. And I think that's what I would tell them. I would tell them one, to tell them to go kick rocks, like those thoughts or what society <laughs> um, says, to, to do it. Because once you start, you won't want to stop. And I think it's just really hard. Like we need to also work on ourselves in different ways. And I think for me also is therapy. Like I started therapy almost three years ago, like one-on-one. And that to me completely changed my mindset because it's all about mindset as well. Like unfortunately, like you can have a supportive partner or, you know, a supportive family and stuff, but if you don't want to do it yourself, you're not going to want to do it. And so I think it's like a lot of work on yourself, not letting other people influence you as well, because I think that's another thing that we're all so prone to. Like we compare ourselves or we're like, man, like I wish like I could do X, Y, and Z. And when somebody always like DMs me and tells me that, I'm like, you could do it too. Like I'm not anyone specifically special. I'm just a regular schmegular, you know, Latina who's kicking ass in this world, but you can do it too. Like there is nothing stopping you as well, but you need to also put the work into it. Like you need to put that self-work into it. You need to save that money to go to whatever place you have to do. But that's what I would let them know. What do you think is the biggest lesson or the most eye-opening aspect of your own personality that you've uncovered through travel? I would say the biggest lesson is... uh, just growth. Like I am not the same person that I was five years ago or 10 years ago. And honestly, travel has allowed me to grow. Like every different country that I have visited, I mean, not only does it humble me, and mind you, again, I feel like I come from humble beginnings. Like, you know, Bolivia is considered a third world country, but I was raised in the States all my life. So I'm pretty much Americana. (laughs) But going to these different countries and just seeing how the little things like make it happen. Like when I went to Cuba and just to seeing like how individuals literally are so poor, but yet living their best life. When I've been to go to Australia and to see and to swim with like, you know, sea turtles and just be like, you know, this is just so magical. But it's just like little things like that that just remind you of like who you are and like where you come from. But I would definitely say humbleness. (laughs) Yeah, it really gives you perspective on the world and really how small we are in the grand scheme of things. Yes, uh, (laughs) that too. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so let's say we have folks listening to the podcast who are all different phases of their financial journeys. Do you think that you should be traveling if you're still in debt? Or is debt freedom something you should achieve before traveling? What's your opinion? Well, one, first and foremost, I think everybody's finances world are are different, right? And they're personal. So for me personally, like at the time when I moved to New Mexico, like my main focus was I needed to pay off all the debt that I had, but I also wanted to splurge. Like I was in a different location. So where there's a will, there's a way. I would go on these like mini road trips. I didn't fly anywhere, but I would drive everywhere. So I ended up going to like all the four corner states. Which, by the way, Arizona is such a magical state. I think it's so underrated how much beauty there is in the United States. But I remember I went with a group of girls. It was like four of us. And we split a hotel four ways. And we split the gas four ways. So there's ways to go 
about it. I know everybody's financial means and like needs are different, but that's what how I started. Like I started with just like splitting things. I started with road tripping. I started looking up deals. There's so many different apps that have deals like aquí in Puerto Rico. They have like gustazos, uh, which I think is like the Groupon in in the States. So there are perks and ways of doing things. There's also travel tricks to get flights. So like I always tell people, get on apps like Hopper that will tell you like when the lowest like fees are. Get on different airline listservs. Like Southwest always emails people like when they have like their lowest advantages. So there are ways to go when it comes to like not being on your finances, but I think it comes down to also just personal reasoning. Because if you're trying just to pay off your debt all the time and you're not doing anything for yourself or anything for fun, like, are you really like living? Like, that's what I would ask myself because I'm like, as much as like, I'm over here just hustling and hustling and paying all this stuff. I also want to do things that are going to fill my cup and fill my soul because I feel like being in that sense will help me pay off my stuff faster. Because if I'm just like working, be working, be like, I'm not going to pay anything off. I'm just going to dread like just paying things off. So I think it's all about a balance. So. I love it. Maybe you use the travel as the like celebrations once you've hit different milestones along your debt-free journey. I think that's a great way to go about it. Yes, 100%. Do you have a favorite destination that you've been to so far? And what's at the top of your bucket list of places to go? Gosh, I get this asked all the time. I think, well, just because it's so still fresh in my head and it actually, I'm so excited because I am hoping to come up with a podcast about this soon is Egypt. Like Egypt was like the dream trip since I was a little girl. Like I kid you not, I used to dream about being in pyramids or being like a pharaoh. Like, I don't know. I thought I was Egyptian <laughs> in my other life. I blame the movies, the mummy and all that stuff. Yeah. But- I mean, and even in religion, right? Like that's part of the Bible story too. So it's like the cradle of humanity. Yep, exactly. And so the fact that I was able to go to Egypt and do everything that I wanted to, like when I tell you we did five cities in 12 days, it was a lot. Like, even for me, who usually is someone who goes on the go, 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 I was like, yeah, I don't know. I think I would spread it out more. But it was just so beautiful. And just to see pyramids firsthand, like I was in shock. You hear about this, you learn about this stuff. But when you're actually there and when you're embracing the culture, embracing just everything and just hearing it too, because we had an amazing guide and she like knew everything. And like the fact that like, you know, everything that she was teaching us was stuff that I had read before and just being there in those shoes, like it was just something magical. I always tell people Egypt is a country that is so, so pretty and is way more than just pyramids, but it's just like something that just made me grow as an individual because I also realized like a lot of things about myself. And to answer your second question about my bucket list, there's so many places that I would go tomorrow, but I have been prolonging Machu Picchu for the longest time. And I think it's telling me like, Bianca, you need to do it. And it just sucks because sometimes I'm like, it was because of COVID. It was because of, you know, some other thing, but Machu Picchu, not only because it's right next to Bolivia, but it just has so much history And I think that's something that I want to definitely like actually do like the camping and the walking experience, which takes a lot on your body. And I am 34 years old now and my knees (laughs) do not bend like they did when I was 21. So I'm like, I should do this sooner than later. (laughs) But but I I would say Peru. Peru is definitely on my list. Amazing. Do you have any trips booked for this year? Where are you going? 
Nothing huge. I mean, since Egypt was like literally like yesterday, but I actually am talking to my partner and we're thinking about doing Colombia in October. So I'm yeah, I'm excited because one, we haven't done like a international trip yet. So this would be like our first one. But two, I've been to Colombia, but I went to Colombia when I was broke. And I think that's another thing that I definitely want to talk about with a lot of people, because when you go to a country, when you're like not at your like, you know, strongest finances, but then you go back and you get to see it in a whole different world. And so I'm excited to not only go to Colombia again, but also see new cities and experience it in a whole other level and with somebody that I love. So that I'm putting to the universe that Colombia will be in October. <laughs> Colombia is absolutely on my bucket list of places to go to. I mean, I just keep hearing so many incredible stories of folks that have been there and even people who are from there. They're just like, it's one of the most magical places in the world. So definitely, definitely excited about heading over there too. Okay, let's wrap this up with your best advice for anybody who maybe has fear around travel and especially maybe the solo travel. Like, What do you have to say to encourage them to kind of get out of their way, get out of that fear and put themselves out there? Just one to let them know that you're not alone, that you, trust me, we have all been there, believe it or not. Like I did not grow up or I did not like come one day and be like, I'm going to just travel the whole world and be the six out of the seven continents. No, like it all happens on your timeline. So one, don't think like you're by yourself. Two, like utilize these resources. There's so many things on our social media platforms, on our, on our phones, like so many Facebook groups like the amount of like messages that I see of, of like women, like wanting to travel, like meeting up, it's endless. So I would say one, also come up with a plan of action. So for me, like if there's something that I wanted to see, right, let's say the Virgin Islands was one trip that I did by myself. Well, I wanted to go to X, Y, and C beach. So I did my research. I looked up hashtags. I also looked up different Airbnb excursions because just because you go to travel by yourself doesn't mean you have to be by yourself the whole time. You can join like these different groups or these different excursions and pay for stuff and be with other people, which is so beautiful. And then just have something to look forward to. Like I always tell like people, like if you want to go somewhere, if you want to, you know, envision it, like write it out to like go ask people, look up hashtags uh, and make it happen. Like, you know, I think the worst thing, again, like the most expensive thing out of everything is time. Like time is the most expensive thing because you can't buy it back. So just, you know, do that research and go. Yeah, I've actually found that when you tell people that you're traveling alone, they are so like a curious. They want to know you. People are nice. The staff of every restaurant, every hotel wants to like Make sure you're good, especially if you're a woman traveling solo. Like I've always felt so safe, so taken care of from everybody, from Uber drivers, hotel staff, restaurant. People just respect it, I think. They're just like, damn, like you're a badass for like even being out here doing this. And I think there is a natural tendency for like folks to just look out for you knowing that you are by yourself. Yes, 100%. I felt like that everywhere I've gone. Like never in a day have I ever felt endangered or anything. And again, like I always tell people, just do your research. You're not going to also just go anywhere without knowing anything. Like know like, your facts and always have a backup plan too. <laughs> I love it. All right, Bianca. So tell us about your podcast, your platform, what folks can get when they follow you on social, what they can learn about when they are tuning into the show. Sure. So I'm actually really excited. I just launched my full website. So definitely check out my website, which is www.thislatinatravels.com, where you can sign up for my newsletter and be the first to know about 
any tips and tricks about travel, any new podcast episodes, and TLT merch that I will be launching. So I'm super excited because the website and the and the newsletter has been a project of mine for a long time. And finally, to say that it's mine, I'm just super hype. So definitely go check it out. I'm on all social media platforms such as Instagram, TikTok, um, at This Latina Travels. So definitely follow me and reach out because I'm all about community. I think that's the biggest thing also when it comes to travel or anything. It's just getting to know each other. So I always tell people my DMs are open. Like I, again, I'm just a regular Latina who's just kicking ass in this world. So if there's a that I can do to help you, I will help you. And if I don't know the answers, I definitely will point you out to somebody who does because I'm also not the expert for everything. So let's connect. And my podcast is all on all platforms, Spotify, Apple, you can find them all on my website. Amazing. Can we look forward to this Latina travels retreats at some point in the future? Is that part of the vision? Yes, uh, I have been dying to do something like that. And I want to start one here in Puerto Rico. Like I'm putting it out there. I'm manifesting it uh, because I think it's so important. Uh, like I want something not only to be like healing, but also something to be fun. And I think like what better way to do it than here in Puerto Rico? I can envision us having like something like a picnic beautiful on the beach and then getting our perreo on in la placita at night, <laughs> right? So I'm, I could see it. I could see it. I'm putting it out there. So yes. <laughs> I love it. Puerto Rico is one of the most magical places in the world. And we were able to be together for the Our Money, Our Power Summit that I hosted there recently on behalf of Yo Quiero Dinero. So shout out to y'all that joined us in Puerto Rico. Shout out to y'all that hopped on planes, trains, automobiles, all the things to come and spend time with us. I think that event was a prime example of how transformational travel can be. So when you get the opportunity to be in spaces and places with people who are doing the thing that you want to do, who are inspiring you, we're just inviting you to level up, like take advantage of those opportunities, y'all, because they are truly life changing opportunities. Yes, they are. And shout out to you, Janice, uh, for making oh, it thank happen. You. Okay. If you guys are <laughs> listening, make sure y'all be on the lookout because next year I know we'll be bigger and better. So shout out to you. <laughs> thank you so much, Bianca. And thank you for the work that you are doing to encourage us to get out of our comfort zones and get out there and see the world because it is truly just beyond the Instagram, you know, photos and the cool stories you have to tell. It really is, I believe, travel is a way to transform your mind, your spirit, your energy. It's a way to transform your life. So thank you for encouraging us to do that. Yes, of course. <laughs> if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Thanks for listening to today's episode. 
If you are ready to take your dinero to the next level, sign up for our free 14-page guide, The Financially Lit Latina, the ultimate blueprint for becoming poderosa with your dinero. This 14-page guide includes our best tips on money mindset, budgeting, debt repayment, career, investing, financial independence, side hustles, and more. And you can get it completely free. So to get your copy of the Financially Lit Latina, just head over to YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com slash start. That's YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com slash start and start transforming your dinero story today. Until next time, stay empowered, stay inspired, and stay poderosa. On the Yo Quiero Dinero podcast and associated entities, all information provided is for general information purposes only and does not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Listeners should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. We assume no responsibility for information contained on this podcast and associated entities and disclaim all liability with respect to such information, including but not limited to any liability for errors, inaccuracies, omissions or misleading or defamatory statements usage of this podcast and associated contents constitutes an explicit understanding and acceptance of the terms of this disclaimer